There he is. There it is. Drewster. Let me start by saying that we were going to start this at 8.30, um, and it's now 10.07. Yep. I, I have the receipts. Yep. Little, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad, but I'm, I'm disappointed. As am I. As am I, Drifter. Oh, man. Don't flip this and make me feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> Married life. Uh, that's why mine lasted less than a year so mine lasted six months Debbie too. <laughs> uh, my first one was six months well if we got into the specifics I think I win but we'll hold off for another podcast on that one okay that will be on still eight after hours oh uh- Monday, Somerville local legend, uh, Somerville High School Hall of Famer, um, Cincinnati Bengal, Arizona Cardinal, A.J. Green, retired. Um, In an Instagram post, he said, I've never been a man of many words, so I'll keep this short. For the Ville, he didn't say that. I said that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you to all who have supported, encouraged, and inspired me throughout my career. Special thank you to the University of Georgia. Cincinnati Bengals, them dogs as hell, and Arizona Cardinals for the opportunity to pursue my dreams. I've stayed true to the game, and it owes me nothing. Be blessed. Love y'all. The next chapter begins. Uh, Green played 11 seasons in the NFL, was drafted number four overall in 2011 draft, and uh, seven-time pro bowler, played under the legendary John McKissick, and um, and was just, uh, I mean, from everything I've heard, I haven't met the guy, but from everything I've heard, um, terrific, terrific guy. Yeah, and just a freak of nature in the best way possible. One of the best athletes I've, I've heard that's ever come through Somerville. A damn good dog. Um, a damn good dog. Um, so to uh, to kind of you know fade into uh, the next little for the veal, um, AJ Green also played under. Uh, legendary coach Lewis Mulkey was a basketball coach at Somerville High School. Uh, if you go into the gym today, you can see a majority of a wall um, with a mural of him or a big, huge picture um, mm-hmm. covered by some plexiglass. Um, coach Mulkey was uh, unfortunately one of the guys that was a part of one of the firemen, and it was the uh, was the captain um, of the Charleston Nine who passed away in the fire in 2007. Um, and AJ Green played for him. He's on the documentaries, um, on the Crackle streaming service, a documentary about the Green Wave, uh, Coach Mulkey passing away and everything that happened. And then, uh, ESPN short, uh, film where they, where they talked about Coach Mulkey. 
And the crazy thing is, man, it gives me chills talking about it. Uh, that happened in 2007. In 2008, mm-hmm. A.J. Green and the Somerville Green Wave won their last state championship. Um, and, of course, it was a huge, huge uh, push uh, to do it for Coach Mulkey. So, A.J. Green holds a huge uh, uh, fingerprint at, at Somerville High School. And, and just a little a little fun fact from our uh, a friend and co-worker of ours and friend of the show, former guest Dalton Saunders, hey, just told me a little t- – Told me a little tidbit earlier. AJ Green at one point in his Somerville basketball career dunked a basketball so hard that he broke his hand. So for the rest of his Somerville basketball career, he refused to to dunk the ball. You know, he obviously he had the vertical to do it. You know, he had the bunnies. He got up and he would just kind of drop the ball in. So maybe, you know, maybe, maybe he knew his hands were one of his money makers. Um I'm I'm sure a little piece of him knew that that he would make it to the NFL one day, and the hands are a little a little bit important for a receiver. So maybe he was being careful, but I thought that was pretty cool. Bro, he was a certified catch on Madden, no doubt. No, oh, oh. so thank you for all the times I almost beat Jacob Russell in Madden using you, almost. So, <laughs> no, to segue, man, another freak athlete um, that we get to witness, Drewster, um, every at least twice a week. Um, right now, Somerville basketball is on and terrific football player as well. Um, all region player, all state player, all that good, all the accolades, all the accolades, but he is a hell of a basketball player too. I was messaging with him the other night and told him he is one of the most insane, insanely gifted athletes I've ever seen in person. And that is our very own Yannick Smith. Yannick just surpassed the thousand point milestone for his career. And he's only a junior um, and will be honored before um, the game this coming Friday night. Obviously this podcast won't be out by then, but you guys can always come and check him out at home next Thursday night in the first round of the state playoffs. But uh, the athletic department has a cool little gift they're going to give to him. And um, Yannick Smith, thousand career points, um, phenomenal athlete. And uh, congratulations, Yannick. Congrats, man. And he ain't done yet. Not done yet, man. We we still got six more, baby. Um, uh, still ain't done. He still ain't done. Episode three. Let's get it, Drewster, off the rip. All right, drum roll. I don't know if it picked up the drum roll, but I did. That was it. a good drum roll. Actually, do it again. Thank you. Wow. Oh, uh, that's that was uh, recorded live from my dining room table which currently has my laptop with notes, a cold beverage, and my mahogany teakwood candle, courtesy of Mama Honey, Sonia Honey, shout out, right. to the woman whoa, who whoa. gave me life. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you, you, play, you tried to play us last episode with Dalton. You mm-hmm. are a huge candle guy. Big candle guy, yeah. And, and also, I need to meet Mom. I got to meet Mom soon. Well, you know, I can't just be introducing her to everyone. Is she Mama but, H? Can I call her Mama Ma- H, or do I need to call? I, I'll come up with something. Mama, you know, you you will officially be one of her children the second that you meet her. That's that's the type of mother she is. So, Ma- Mama Ni, I like Mama Ni, like Honey, oh. Mama Ni, oh. Mama Ni. I'll take that over, Mama Ho. Stay away from that one. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, hold on. Where does she <laughs> live? Let me let me guess. Let me guess. Where does she live? Go ahead. Well, uh, she lives in Madison, Georgia. Oh God, who's who, who else is lives in Georgia? 
Well, uh, she coincidentally, she's she's just right down the road from Athens, Georgia, um, the home of the back-to-back national champions, led there by quarterback Stetson Bennett. Just had to sneak his name in there, there the mailman, is. baby. There is. If you're if you're riding around town and you see a, a drunk white guy um, walking down the street, it, it'll it'll be Stetson. Well, he's in Texas, oh, okay. so okay. yeah, he, he, he he's for contained the in Georgia. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just messing, man. I'm just messing off the rip, man. Let's get it. What's up? All right. We're talking super teams, man. Um, So as we are recording this, it is uh, the the NBA trade trade deadline was at 3 o'clock today, I believe. Yep. Um, We saw a couple big trades. We saw, first off, uh, Kyrie Irving. Blue Devil. uh, Correct. Go Duke. Um, he, He took his talents to Dallas. Um, Kyrie and Marquise Morris traded to Dallas for two second round picks, a first round pick, and two additional players. And you know, seems seems like a, a a fairly hefty price for a a guy who's been somewhat problematic um, and hasn't gotten the maximum amount of playing time, you know, the last the last year or two, but. I wouldn't call Dallas a super team, though. I'm I'm not upset about that one, you know, and, and I wish him all the best. But Kevin Durant, a name that typically comes up when you think super teams, and I don't think this is a hot take. I think he's a phenomenal athlete, um, one of the best, you know, that, that we'll watch. But I think he made a cowardly move a few years back by going to the Warriors Right after being eliminated, I believe the Thunder were up 3-2 in that playoff series, lost to the Warriors, and then he ends up in Golden State. Um, but he was just sent over to Phoenix in a trade. And Phoenix, as we know, you know, they just formed their own big three. You could argue big four, honestly, with Chris Paul. Um, you got Devin Booker. You got DeAndre Ayton. I just feel like so many of these guys, man, they're, they're – you want to be on the best team – I, I get that, but are they taking the easy way out? Is it is it necessarily the best team? Because I'm I'm torn, to be honest with you. I'm torn. And and maybe you can get me fired up here. But it's it, it, relative. I will say it's a relative term because there's a few teams that could be considered. But yeah, right, continue. right. But no, it's it's I'm just saying as a whole. Um you look back at LeBron joining uh D Wade and Bosch, you look at mm-hmm. um the Warriors, you look at um, Paul Pierce, KG. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so I don't know if it's if if it's a slap in the face to for the outsiders to say, well, they took the easy way. Me as a player's coach, still to this day, and probably always will be, because I always, I, I've never left my realm in my brain of saying of being a player. Um, mm-hmm. I like. I've been there. Like when, when somebody boots a ball at short, I'm like, Hey, Hey, you're all good. And the coach, one coach is yelling at him. I'm the guy that's like, Hey, you know what? No, we're, we're good. Let's, let's get the next one. Same thing mm-hmm. with basketball. Hey, keep shooting, you know, keep shooting. Like my thing is about this whole super team deal is I don't think, I, I think it's unfair for the outside world to say that they're taking the easy way out because at the end of the day, they're competitors and they want to win and they want to have the best chance to win. So let's, and let's, I, team, let's team up with these I, guys. And think about this. Think about this. If we're, if we're going to say that, then at the same time, we, we can't 
we can't be mad at um you know LeBron well LeBron never won one without Kyrie you know mm-hmm. well Jordan Jordan had a super team they just didn't all go there at the same time it was a different world yeah. the Bulls actually drafted developed did everything they needed to do I mean let, I love my I love Michael Jordan even though he's a Carolina boy all right and yes Jacob Russell I, just because I'm down in South Carolina now I got to say it. North Carolina. To me, guys, from now on, you understand when I say Carolina, I mean the real Carolina, North Carolina. All right? Don't kick me out of the state just yet. Listen. You're right. Listen. Michael Jordan was on a super team. It just was built differently. Well, and you can look at at Golden State before Durant went. I mean, they they were essentially. I mean, they drafted Steph. They drafted Klay Thompson. They drafted Draymond Green. I hate the dude, but, you know, he's a lockdown defender. Um and, you know, that was just, you know, a game of chance. But I also think for a guy who, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that he has stated that he thinks he's the best player oh, in the Jamal world. Green? No, um, sorry, KD. Okay, yeah I, yeah. I, I believe he's made that claim. And LeBron also said that too. And my, my thing is, look, everything's an era. So, like, let's calm down. The best basketball player to ever play, you, you, you have them all in different, in different sections. There's seven mm-hmm. different basketball players that have ever played the game. They're, they're all number one in just seven different errors. So there you yeah. go. But, but do you think it takes away from his legacy a little bit um, that he did go to these, you know, his champ, how many championships does he have? Is it two? Does he hit two? And, you know, he goes to this team that knocked him out. That was already an established quote unquote super team. Does that take away from the legacy a tiny bit. I, I think uh, the majority of people would say yes. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of people say yes, but let's look at this. Because you, you can't doubt his talent. I, I give him all the credit in the world, and, and he's doing things, you know, he can do things with his pinky finger. He has more athleticism in that than I do in my entire body. I give him all the credit in the world for his athleticism. Absolutely. But my thing is, is look back at the Lakers. I don't know the year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that much uh, research for you hooligans out there listening to this podcast. Appreciate your listens, though. But listen, the Lakers, back in whenever it was, they tried to get CP3, right? And the trade was vetoed. It was a – yeah. It was, it was vetoed, right? So so what's the di- – like, why? how are super – like, what my thing is, and I know we can do the research and find it, and if you guys have that that quick answer, shoot it to still ain't pod, at still ain't pod on Twitter. We developed that for you guys. Get on there and go. Andy Jewell won the uh, um, trivia question yet again this week, but said he wasn't going to take the credit because he wanted someone else to get a new shirt. All right. But so, guys, if you don't tweet, we can't. We'll give to Andy every week if you don't start exactly. tweeting. Exactly. We'll, we'll develop a different shirt for for Andy Jewel every week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but seriously, like, what what was the difference? Why was that trade not accepted or was vetoed? But now all this other stuff happens. It's, it's the same thing with with the transfer portal. Guys can go wherever they want and do whatever they want. Why was my boy from the tray? The guy I used to hoop with all the time, West Forsyth High School native. Why was Chris Paul? Why why do they take future opportunistic rings from Chris Paul? I think it, it, it was a different time in basketball, even though they're both in our lifetime. You know, we talk about Jordan's time being more physical. Oh man, yeah. wasn't it? And and now we're looking at, you know, when Chris Paul, when that trade was in the works, we didn't necessarily have the super team. Um, you know, you, you had the great, you know, you had the Kobe and Shaq at one point, 
you had some some big players together. But I mean, I'm trying to think what year that was, and the super team wasn't as big, and maybe they were trying to keep it more competitive. I I, I can't give a clear answer on that. Right, and and I I get it, but I mean, at the end of the day. It was a different. Again, it goes back to eras, man. Like, is LeBron was LeBron the best player to ever play basketball during his era? At one point, absolutely. Did mm-hmm. KD have a two-year run? Absolutely. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, P, uh, Pistol P, absolutely. Kareem, absolutely. So I, I think it's I think it's just like short or like short-minded to to say like or weak-minded to say, like, look, this is the best basketball player ever. If I had to pick yeah. one, I'd say Michael Jordan. I, just because of the every everything he did. If I if I had number two, it'd be Kobe. If I had number three, I, sorry, I, I, I love watching LeBron. I can't stand him off the field, like the Pejoria thing. But, see, Kobe, see, yeah, Kobe's my number one. And and he may not necessarily have all see, the Kobe's stats my to back it up. Ever, yeah, Kobe's my favorite player to ever play. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know... And I don't know, man. I think it's just it's different eras, but I think the super team thing, everybody it's destroying basketball, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's I don't think it destroyed basketball. Obviously it's still still rocking. But I don't think um it's that guys go where they want to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's let's use without saying it a certain high school that you know who I'm talking about, for instance. All right. Guys and families will pick up and move to those places, not necessarily just for us, just for one certain sport, but for a whole culture. Yeah. And, and, you know, I lived in Washington. I lived in Georgia. You know, we see it everywhere. Right. So my 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 biggest thing is if if you don't like it, be better as an organization. Mm hmm. I, I think that's my take on it because I look at it from a lot of different perspectives. It's just I don't think it's hurt basketball. I think it's definitely – I know it's definitely changed basketball. Um, but it's weird, though. You don't see you, – you're starting to see it a little bit in baseball, you know, like with the Mets. They thought they were well, going to be a super team last year. Well, and it's funny you mentioned that because I just wanted to talk about that too. Like the super team doesn't necessarily translate to, you know, baseball or even football, I think. You know, obviously you have – and the college realm, Bama, they're pretty close to, you know, year in and year out, a super team because you see what their guys end up going and doing in the NFL. You know, right. they have this guy and that guy and that guy. You know, crazy numbers drafted. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't matter how good a single quarterback is, a single running back is. Can they impact the game? Absolutely. Can they make it close? Yes. But they they can't completely turn it on their head on their own. Because they're facing 11 guys, whereas in basketball, yeah, you you have five guys, you know, playing against you, but one guy can absolutely turn up and flip it around. And then, you know, you put him with another potential one or two future Hall of Famers. It's different. Um, Baseball, like you said, the Mets. I remember back in the day, the 2004 Orioles, that was a team that – they, I mean, Rafael Palmero, they brought in Javi Lopez. They, I'm, I'm blanking on a lot of the names. Um, they brought Sosa in at the end of his run, obviously not in his prime, but just so many of these guys, Miguel Tejada, um, Melvin Mora was there, just huge names. You know, this team could have been viewed at that time as a potential super team in a sense. Um, and, you know, they went under 500. 
you look at the Braves in the in the nineties, or I mean, they had what 14, 15 straight division titles. Yeah. Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, Steve Avery. Uh, but this team in that span of 14, 15 straight division titles won one World Series. I have a Steve Avery signing love, by the way. The five aces poster is also out here in the podcast room. Oh, that's sick. I got my son Andrew Jones jersey right behind me, so that's pretty cool. Beautiful. Met him in Florida. We'll talk about that at some point. But, man, it's just like the super team affects basketball so much more than it does in football or baseball. I like hockey. I watch hockey, but, you know, I can't speak too much to that. Um, But it's just – it's getting a little played out, and I feel like – I'm not going to lie. If the Atlanta Hawks went out and got a LeBron or or a KD or one of these guys – I'd be the first guy to run out and get that jersey. If my team formed a super team, I'd be the biggest hypocrite in the world. Yep. But absolutely. yeah, it's it's just a little played out. Well, I mean, think about it. You you got it is, but at the same time, it doesn't always come to fruition because we had Zion, Cam Reddish, uh, Trey Jones, or uh, Trey Jones and um, R.J. Barrett um, at Duke for a year. That's a that's a freaking super team in college and. Most most people don't even understand, bro. They didn't even make it to the final four, lost in the elite. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think I think it I think it the super team and the thought of it um, is is just you know at the end of the day the cream rises to the top and the cohesive players that play together well that work together well that work hard together well they they're the ones that win. So, you know, it is what it is. It is. Let's go to Honey's house. Oh man, let's go. So another another quick call back Ooh, to Dalton. It smells good in here. This is the mahogany teak wood. There it is. Oh man. Hody's house always has the greatest fragrances, let me tell you that. From pizza rolls to the most delicious smelling candles. Speaking of pizza, pizza. Speaking of pizza, let's let's rewatch. Uh, don't get me started. T- today today on the recording of this podcast. I didn't, even, I didn't even mean to do that, by the way. February 9th. It was a beautiful segue. February 9th. Is National Pizza Day. My father texted me this morning. Hey, it's National Pizza Day. He sends me something every morning. Hey, it's National Beer Day. That when he sends me that one, I'm out, bro. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be at Montrose. You can come with. Oh me. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm already there. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. Um, so you had National Pizza Day. You ordered mm-hmm. pizza and you did I not did. eat pizza. So pretty upset about it. Um, a week ago, not trying to throw shade. At uh, the Somerville Papa John's, but uh, uh, a a sizable delay on my uh, delivery last week, and I'm not I'm not a Karen about these things, guys. But it was it was no, it was, but it was, but he's a Drewster. I'm a Drewster man. So they credit me with with a medium pizza and and some chicken poppers. So I, I give them a call. You know, I got home from practice, getting ready for the pot tonight. So I'm like, you know what? Quick pizza night. We're going into Friday tomorrow. Let's make it easy. There you go. Well, I have this conversation. I, I pick the flavor of my poppers, the hot lemon pepper. Delicious, by the way. I kind of figured that it went without saying that I wanted the pizza, too, because that was part of the, the quote unquote coupon that they gave me. And then this man delivers me. And it's not his fault. Maybe it's my fault. Just just a little box of poppers, a little $7 box of poppers, drove it to my house. And I appreciate it. Right. 
should I should I have been more clear? Yes, I want to use both halves of this coupon. I obviously so. Maybe my lack of communication is what did me wrong, but you know now I have to live in regret until next year, knowing that I did not get to experience the delicacy that is a fresh pizza on National Pizza Day. So now we're at Oni's house with no pizza. What is home? oh I got. Well, I got a bullet point that involves pizza, but we'll get to that. Um, So call back back to Mr. Saunders. We talked a lot about college last week, his playing career, um, his coaching career. And we have a lot of guys that listen to this that, you know, will have to make college decisions in the next few years. Sonny Six Shooter. Let's don't forget Uh, that. Oh, Sonny Six Shooter. His his name, his nickname in college was Sonny Six Shooter because he smiled so much. And he, and in, in his words, and I could throw that bitch, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wish you had his voice, man. Oh, I, I do. wish. I do. Oh, God, I love, I love Dalton. Ah, oh, a fantastic guy, fantastic coworker, just salt of the earth. Is that is that the phrase? I don't even know. Sunny six shooter. Uh so, but I wanted to get into, you know, I want to have a little conversation, and maybe some of this. Um, will help out some of our guys over the next couple of years. What makes the perfect college town? Now, I, I want to just go over real quick. I, I went to two um, universities. I started my educational career at the or at Eastern Washington University. Um, the Eagles watched them win an FCS championship. Located in Cheney, Washington. Oh, my roommate walked downstairs. Hey, B. Just recording the pod. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Cheney, Washington, you know, a little farm town, um, about a half hour from Spokane, Washington, home of the Gonzaga Bulldogs, my college basketball team. I got to be a bulldog guy all the way around, whether it's on the East Coast or the West. Apparently. Cheney, great town. Um, but when I think perfect college town, Cheney is not what comes to mind. Um, the most notable thing I can think of there other than the Inferno, the Red Turf. If you guys haven't seen it, it's beautiful. It's uh, it, it's just crazy watching it live. Rose's Pizza, a little pizza joint bowling alley, the greatest buffalo chicken pizza you'll ever have. But I'm, I'm making my notes, and I'm going over bullet points, and the only things I can come up with for this school are Rose's Pizza, lots of cornfields, and an FCS national championship. You are in Washington. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and the east side of Washington at that. Um, just just a just a quick ride down the road from Idaho. So, it, it's not ideal, you know. I I didn't grow up there, but I I'm pretty sure eighty percent of that school was from, you know, the local high schools in the area. Everyone knew each other. I just didn't really get a college vibe. I got a much bigger high school vibe. Still had a phenomenal time. Met some of the best friends I'll ever make in my life. If you're from Georgia, but, how the hell do you end up out there? Um, so my father, Dwayne, rest in peace. Miss you, yes, Pops. Sir. Yes, sir. Uh, um, just, just a real quick review of his life. You know, he barely graduated high school, went to the Marines, was offered Naval scholarship anywhere he wanted to go. Said, no, I'm going to be a Marine. Very respectable. Airplane mechanic, goes to Delta Airlines and works there for 16 years, I believe. 15, 16. 
Um, they go through their whole bankruptcy deal many years ago. And Boeing says, hey, we can offer you more money. I hated life. I was a junior in high school. I was uprooted and moved across the country. But he was doing what was best for his family. And I respect that. And I understand more, you know, as a 32-year-old man. Absolutely. Um, and, and the first chance he got afterwards, you know, he, he found an opening in Charleston, South Carolina. That's what brought me down here. There you go. But that's how I ended up in Washington. Again, met some phenomenal people, but it just wasn't the college atmosphere that I view as the perfect college town. So then fast forward, like I said, I get back to Charleston. I got to find a college. I'm doing my research and I find the mighty Chanticleers, Coastal Carolina University. Two hours away from Charleston. Perfect amount. You know, I can get away from the family, but I'm close enough to drive home. Yep. And Conway, I mean, you obviously spent time out there. It brings so much more to the table. Um, you know, you got Broadway at the beach. You have a wide variety of, of, of grocery stores and restaurants and just entertainment in general. You know, you got Merle's Inlet not far away. You have, like I mentioned, Coastal Carolina University um, 2016 College World Series champs. Uh, making a name for ourselves, you know, for ourselves in, in the football world now, just the community as a whole. And not to mention, I remember this specifically from my freshman orientation. I was told that there were just as many people from New Jersey at Coastal as there were from the state of South Carolina. Oh, wow. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. But, you know, people all around the country, you know, they want to come to the beach whether it's for athletics, to play volleyball, to play golf, to, to play baseball, football, basketball. I mean, you know, we, we went to the NCAA tournament twice in my time there. Um, I, I view Conway as just that perfect college town. It, it's not the biggest, but it's, it's kind of got a little piece of anything. Like, I mean, give, give me your two cents. You, you've been around some colleges. You've spent time in Myrtle. What checks your boxes for the perfect college town? I think first off, it's got to be. Um, I mean, Co- coastal is spot on. Coastal is spot mm-hmm. on. Um, I'm going to get a lot of heat from this, but the University of South Carolina is spot off. Um, Agreed. Because you know, a, a college town has to be the campus. You have to be able be able to walk. Now, you you may have to like walk across the street. You maybe have to. Dr- you should be within three miles walking dis two miles walking distance of where you got mm-hmm. mm-hmm. okay. um, you know South Carolina you're it could take you 45 minutes to get to a class um, but coastal is just a beautiful campus it's spot you're spot on with that it has Hanley's by the way we got to talk about Hanley's at some point the rest oh of there. Best the best buffalo chicken, chicken sandwich. sandwich and you get the you get the pasta salad. Bro, oh my God, it's just the best, man. It's oh. shut down Hanley's quite a few times. Um, and, right, and right next to Kroger, a right, phenomenal grocery store option. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got stories about that town, bro. But um, no, I think I think you're, you're spot on with, with Coastal being one of the top just – so, so, so if I can, if I could make my own perfect college town and, and I've lived mm-hmm. in I, luckily two of them, um, you know, at, at Stanley junior Co- community college was a little different junior college. And, um, you obviously couldn't, there was no 
housing on campus and things like that. However, if we're talking about power five or just a division one, division two school, um, you know, you got to have your, your, your eatery joints. You got to be able to have it. You have pizza place. Everybody's got to have, I think high point university and coastal high points. Awesome. It's got a Chick-fil-A. You can walk to everything. It's got the uh, fraternity and sororities right there, like two streets off of campus. Everything, I think my big thing is, is it's got to be within walking distance. Yeah. And, you know, and you got to have everything within walking distance. Maybe I got to drive to a Walmart. That's fine. Um, but, you know, I, I Coastal, man, High Point University, um, uh, Wake Forest is is actually uh, obviously from the tray. It's uh, Wake Forest is is pretty solid the way the campus is laid out. Um, you know Duke Duke is big man. Duke is Duke is spread out a little bit now, um, so that's tough. NC State been to NC State a lot. Um, that's a beautiful campus and in college. You, you, and and you know I have to mention it, but Athens I think it's the perfect combination of it's it's a uh... How do I put it? It's a big city, small town. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, I think I think that's what you're looking for because you got to have a wild you got to have a wild wings cafe. You know, you got to mm-hmm. wild wings. Got to have that. But I think at the end of the day, man, it just comes down to you got to have that that close knit feel, um, but it's got to be big enough to let you feel you have that freedom, especially at that age. And can I just say, coastal? Um, you know, we mentioned Broadway at the beach with. So many different, you know, bars, clubs, restaurant shops. That's that's probably what twenty twenty five minutes from from the coastal campus. Senior Frogs, my friend. Oh, Senior Frogs. <laughs> but, Boy, I got but, Senior Frog stories oh, for days. Oh Lord. Oh. But so coastal also is aware that that's such a huge part of you know that community that the campus actually had shuttles that would take you over to Broadway as well. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's just they, they get it. Coastal, coastal gets it, man. They get it. Mm-hmm. They get a bad rap for being, being the party school and having some other statistics that I will not mention, but I will say I made the best college grades that I ever made at coastal Carolina. I graduated with a 3.3, I believe. Um, they if you, if you make, if you make it out of your freshman year, anything is possible there. They, they they motivate you to get your crap done so you can go party. Exactly. It's yeah, it's spot on, man. Oh, I love it. It's awesome. Are we done at Honey's house? Um, you know, I think we covered it. We've been, you know, we 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 need a community. You don't want your high school all at at the college. No, right. You need yeah, your restaurants. You, you need yeah. your grocery stores. Give me my chain stuff, but don't just leave me with an Applebee's. A hundred percent. And I'm getting the, the chicken tenders and fries every time, the platter. Um, oh, yeah. And, and I don't but do, I I don't the do that anywhere else. in town. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Like I said, Hanley's, a beautiful oh. buffalo chicken sandwich. A Gosh. basic a basic plate at, at any restaurant, but they just take it to a different level. And it's almost got that small, just like, almost like a, a cabin feel. Just the dim lighting, everything. I love it. The trivia. Mm. I will tell you a story tomorrow at the schoolhouse. Oh. About Hanley's. Please do. I can't even tell that story on Still Ain't After Hours. Oh no. Oh, it's 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 a good story. 
But yay for me. Happy Friday. <laughs> happy Friday. Oh, happy Friday. It, happy happy right now for me to think back about it. Hamley's oh, man. Well, well, let's let's take a step out of uh let's take a step out of Honey's house. Let's hop in the old car and drive on over to Wizardville. Let's drive over, brother. So welcome to Wizardville, guys. I have a lot, and I'm gonna make it really short. A lot. So listen, buckle up. You should already be buckled in your vehicle driving. Um, shout out to uh, Dale Jr. Download and Door Buffer Clear podcast because they're back on because it's racing season and. Thank God they're back because my mornings are beautiful now that I can listen to them again. Um, they've done just as many shout outs as Dalton in this pod now. I mean, exactly. Dalton, two weeks Saunders, in a row. Dalton Saunders, great guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Wizardville, real quick. Uh, my father, Iceman, calls me. Iceman's got some stories to tell you about Hamley's, too. Um, he'll be down soon. So, we got to get Drewster and Iceman hooked up. Uh, Absolutely. Iceman. Iceman, Iceman raised me, so that'll tell you a lot about Iceman. Um, mm-hmm. So, savage. So, um, he calls me the other day, and I think you're going to give a little shout-out later um, to, uh, to a guy we know as Brayden. Um, mm-hmm. But he calls me, and he says, I have a Bradenism. That's what I started calling these random thoughts that come into my mind. I was like, sounds perfect. That's a Bradenism all day. <laughs> he said, I was sitting here. It's a slow day in Surfside Beach. He said, I, I was sitting here watching the ice cube melt. I was like, what, were you high? Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> please continue quickly with this story, Pop. That's an odd hobby to pick up. Yeah. 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 Like, I know you're retired for eight months out of the year now, but come on. Um, so, no, he was watching the ice cube and it, it, it melted. And he said, I had a Bradenism. I thought, isn't it crazy how ice cubes take so long to, or they, they, they can melt so quickly, but they freeze back so fastly, or they take so long to melt and they freeze quickly? Hmm. Hmm. Was my response. I said, Pops, you need to go drink another cold one. And, mm-hmm. and get back after it. So um, no more Bradenisms for now until, until Drewster goes later. But perfect game, the, the juggernaut, the, the group that, takes, that has taken baseball by storm. Perfect game. Every kid wants a perfect game shirt. Every kid wants a perfect game hat. I'm going to try really hard not to get myself in trouble in Wizardville tonight, but <laughs> you're the best. I'm going to do the best I can. I promise you I don't mean no harm, but I do also at the same time. Guys, Perfect Game is the biggest fraud organization to ever come across baseball. If you're ranked oh, on Perfect Game, wow. if you have a Perfect Game profile and you get ranked or you do this or, or they, they rate you, okay, don't let that define you, okay? Do not let that define who you are as a player. If you're rated at 8.5, I don't give a crap, okay? Because some guy rated you so that you'll come back to an event to pay more money. You're not selected for an event. You're you're an invite-only event, but please pay us $750. That is yeah. ludicrous, ludicrous. All right, and I'm so fired up about Perfect Game tonight for one simple reason. Perfect Game 
at perfect game or at PG youth BB. Okay. BB get out of here. Stop at perfect game. They, they, they put out their nine new team rankings on December 12th at 1106 AM on Twitter. Perfect game travel team rankings, nine U. Now let's start at the top very quickly. It is presented. They have a sponsor on this freaking thing. And their sponsor is Yeti. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, parents, give us a thousand dollars. Okay. Come to an event. Look, we're sponsored by Yeti. So just put all your beers in there and come out hammered to our uh, to our event. And and watch your nine-year-old son. Look, when I was Drew, when you were nine years old, what were you doing? Oh, Lord. Playing I was an odd mm-hmm. Playing f- what, football? Playing, flag in, football. Play, playing N64. Like... Right. N64, <laughs> Super Nintendo. Bro, these kids are nine years old, and they're ranked by perfect game. And we'll get to a point here in a second, guys. We'll run through it really quickly. Coming in at 10th is the ZT National Prospects Artega. Okay, so Artega is obviously the last name of the coach that coaches that team. ZT National Prospects. I make fun of it all the time on Twitter. I haven't done it lately. I'll do it again. All right, so I'm going to start a travel team called the South Carolina Elite Prospects Travel Top Tier elite blah 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 you can name yourself anything it doesn't make you good and you're nine years old you don't have hair on your huevos stop this is stupid coming in at nine is the eep bandits nine you whoop de do eight the houston wildcatters nine you layaya another coach so they have multiple teams in that organization the mvp hustle casillas now, just happens to pop up. The MVP Hustle Casillas, Casillas, whatever their name is, all right, the, 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 the last name of the coach, they responded to this and said, do you guys know how bad you are in these rankings? I was like, okay, okay, I like this guy. Let's go. Yeah. How are you having the California teams ranked that low? Really? He said MVP Hustle 9U is one of the top teams in the country, probably number one. Please get your results realistic. Just take a look back at the last 10 years where California ends MVP Hustle. Like, bro, what are you talking about? You're coaching nine-year-old kids. I want to give my second – and nine years old – when my second baseman makes an error and the dad yells at them, I want to go take him a snow cone and let him eat it while playing second base. We're still going to Pizza Hut after the game, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I thought, like, this cat, like, no, 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 no. Like, and he says, look back at the last 10 years. Okay, what, look back at the last 10 years? So if you go back nine years, if you go back 10 years from nine, that's negative one. These kids weren't even born yet, you moron. Oh, God. Number six, Chattanooga Premier Baseball. Another cool name. They're Premier. Number five, the Diamond Elite 9U Bits. So, Coach Bits, good job for naming Elite in your team name. Number four, Houston Wildcatters 9U Hendricks. 
Number three, Team Extreme. Number two, Houston Wildcatters, nine U Coburn. So the Houston Wildcatters. More Houston. Houston Wild, yeah, not, Houston Wildcatters have a nine U Lahaya at eight, a nine U Hendrix at four, a nine U Coburn at, at two, and then you have the No Fear Ballers coming in at number one. Could not be a worse name for for the number one team. Here's my point. All right, to to keep myself out of any trouble. And any more trouble I've probably already got myself in because my words are always twisted and turned around and offend somebody. Here's the problem. Parents, if you like that, you like the rankings, you're sending it to everybody, your coworkers, you're showing your grandparents, your parents and, the, and your in-laws, like, look, we're ranked number eight in whatever. Dude, look, your son is your son, okay? He's a nine-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. He's nine years old. You're you putting them in the situation to even be ranked by perfect game is doing nothing more than just a a ton of emotional damage to that child. Because mm-hmm. now at nine years old, they're defining themselves by how good they are or how good they are not on the baseball field. And we keep saying it all the time. If people didn't go to perfect game events, they wouldn't have not, they wouldn't be able to do what they do and be a, a mockery to the game of baseball and youth baseball. But you continue to do it. So I, anybody that listens to this, I want you to know this. Baseball at nine years old, 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old, 13 years old, 14 years old, 15 years old means nothing. At 16, 17, 18, it starts to get a little more real. Okay, 17, 18, definitely. But at nine years old, you are doing nothing but destroying, destroying your son mentally. And I am so sick of perfect game and then putting out travel team rankings. And not only that, I'm not getting into it tonight, but they've already ranked. They have ranked nine new players. They have a list of players. Can I just tell you at nine years old, I was playing in Walton County in a recreation league with, with a little t-shirt across my, you know, across my chest that said the diamondbacks, all just major league teams. What's wrong with that? Absolutely. Learn to love the game. Competitive nature, absolutely. Like, you should want to win every game, but dear Lord, turning, this is why everything turns into a competition. We're breeding, we are breeding, we are breeding entitled kids from 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 the jump from the beginning we are we're just breeding entitled kids well i'm right number five mother effer you are nine years old kid sit down and shut up like i can I mean, hear I a kid i can hear a kid like a teacher calling home this kid did he smacked this girl in school well look he's got a lot going on he's ranked number five overall in the nation by perfect game his baseball team the kid stop this is this is stupid at nine years old, you need to be figuring out, do you love the game? Is this something that you want to keep pushing? And at 10 and 11 and 12. Just have fun. Don't put, don't put numbers on it. While I'm on my high horse, because this podcast is going to be the lowest one we've done yet, and I don't care, guys. We are killing it right now. So sit there and shush and listen. All right. <laughs> Wiz is laughing a little bit, but he's, he's also telling the truth. Look, I'm also a conspiracy theorist. I also think the perfect game is a conspiracy and is ran by the devil to destroy the game of baseball. And I think Rob Manfred is also part of that conspiracy. 
Okay. But We're also, talking like an Illuminati situation. Oh, we'll, we'll get into all of it. 9-11, Operation Northwoods, bro. But tonight, you guys are getting the first taste of the Wizardville conspiracy theories. Tonight is the types of weather modification. I heard about this about three years ago, and more and more facts come out about it. Yes, I am on message boards. Yes, I do subscribe to a few things. And yeah, you can call me a flat earther. Do I think there's flat? You'll never know. But listen to this. Degraded landscape regreening. Water, soil, health, and vegetation management are used to restore regions' natural water cycle following severe degradation. Okay? So, okay, I get that. We, we, we figured out some things to, to help out, you oh. know, to, to refuel. Okay. But now there's a thing called cloud seeding. So what that is is with airplanes, um, silver iodide, various salts, or charged water are used to encourage the formation of ice particles or rain inside of a cloud that falls snow or, or rain. That's and nuts. They do, they do it with drains also. In Dubai, researchers are, are testing drones with highly concentrated lasers to shock clouds and encourage water droplets to pool and fall as rain. Lightning mitigation. Lasers are used to strip electrons from air molecules and encourage controlled lightning rather than large clouds to ground strike lightning. Last one is hail mitigation. The same process of seeding clouds for rain or snow can be used to keep hail from growing too large inside of large supercells. So if you look at all the natural and I use that in quotations when we get our podcast studio set and you have cameras, you can see me and Drew's beautiful face. And you see my fingers going to quotations. Guys, I'm telling you, I had this conversation with my oldest daughter earlier. I've been around. I know things. I also believe a lot of things. However, you got to be aware of what's going on around. People think I'm crazy, man. Drewster, they think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you. Well, you are, for good reason. But yeah, continue. I'm telling you, bro. It leads you to harp weather control. This will be super quick, guys. Okay, just stay with me. It isn't just the conspiracy theorists who are concerned about harp. It's H-A-A-R-P. The European Union called the project a global concern and passed a resolution calling for more information on its health and environmental risk. Despite those concerns, officials at HARP insist the project is nothing more sinister than a radio science research facility. B.S. These cats at HARP, I'm telling y'all, y'all go look it up, H-A-A-R-P, they are finding ways to create earthquakes. Look, look, look in Turkey right now, what happened in Turkey this week? They're, they're Probably gravy and mashed potatoes. <laughs> They're, they're, they're finding ways to change the weather for not only political gains, mm-hmm. but for many other monetarily gains, because that is how this, wor- wor- this world works. And I know a lot of our young guys listen to this, and the young guys that listen to this know everything I'm going to or they know everything about what I'm going to say here. But they've never heard it this way. I tell my kids this. Maybe it's not the right way, but it, it, you know, it is what it is. We'll leave it at this, and we'll get into harp at a later. I want you guys to go look it up, okay? Um, 
there's a lot of concerned researchers that are doing this stuff with harp. It's crazy. Um, but at the end of the day, this world is nothing more than sex, money, and fame. If you can stay and, and, and develop a, a, a plan to navigate those three in your life, you'll have a good life. But I'm telling you, this all goes back to money, politics. There's probably some sex in there too. But it's, uh, it, it's, it's wild, man. If you go look it up, man, uh, HARP is a scientific endeavor aimed at studying the priorities or properties and behavior of the uh, ionosphere with particular emphasis on being able to understand and use it to enhance communications and surveillance systems for both civilian and defense purposes. So obviously we're using it for warfare as well. It's just crazy. So when the next hurricane comes, an earthquake happens, it's, it's crazy that they're happening more and more, but there's a reason behind it. And Wizardville um, could be called conspiracy land, but I always promise you that I have a lo- logical reasoning behind any belief I have. So come at us on the Still Ain't Pod Twitter page. Well, and, and I'm going to be honest, I, I don't know that I believe or don't believe any of that, but, but that is simply because I haven't done my research on it. You know, this is, this is all new to me. So I'm definitely going to be looking into some more of this. That's, I'll, I'll send dang. it to you, man. I'm, speech, I'm speechless. I'll send it to you, man. 9-11, um, we could do a whole show on 9-11 um, and, and what actually happened. Uh, and, and, we, and we've seen documentary after documentary over the years, I think. Yep. Yeah. And, and then you got uh, Sandy Hook. You got Operation Northwoods. You got um, Hacking Democracy. You got The Power of Nightmares. You got The Silence. You've got, oh, man, I could go on and on forever, bro. Um, it's, it's terrific. But, hey. Let's let's go to open season where it's fun, um, and we won't we won't bore you guys tonight with a you know going super long. Let's let just tell us your story, Drew, um, of your journey to education, because you know mine. I'm gonna go ahead and get mine out of the way, man. Super quick, you know I I'm a baseball guy. I'm an athletic guy. I uh, I, I took a job as a, as an assistant coach at a junior college. I got the opportunity to be assistant athletic director and I covered some classes when teachers weren't there. Uh, A lot of people that went to school a lot longer than me and that were doctors and things. And, and I get drugged back into the education world because of baseball. And we'll keep it at this by the grace of God. God doesn't put you where you think you should be guys. God puts you where you're supposed to be. And I got to send a huge thank you um, to our head basketball coach, Coach David Long, uh, Coach Snyder, Coach Magic, Coach Rob, um, for accepting me into my role with uh, what I do with the basketball team. And I have never been a happier person than I am right now, being able to be around those guys um, at Somerville High School basketball and um, what a terrific year they, they're having and what they um, a fun season it's been and what just terrific kids and it got, God puts you where you're supposed to be. And, you know, I took a job in the education world just to coach baseball and now I get to, to do basketball and mm-hmm. it's, um, man, I'm very blessed guy. Very blessed. 
that's awesome and, and and they're lucky to have you you know i'm lucky to have you um and the special ed department you know you've you formed so many relationships with you know what seemed like was just going to be baseball players and now you get that with basketball players who are also football players with our students with teachers with staff so like you said i mean god god has a reason for everything man and and we're definitely grateful to have you Hey, and, and I got to send a, send a shout out to Drew. I was messing with you yesterday, man. Um, you know, after uh, um, some stuff, and and I, I printed you off a little certificate and brought it to you, yeah. and we posted it and everything. But but it it's it, it's it meant um, it, the meaning behind it was true, um, man. You know, it was two days before school started. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, what I was supposed to be doing in the school. I didn't have a key. I didn't have a, this, how do I do this? How to do that? And, and, and somehow, um, drew, drew honey, um, Hey, text this guy. And, and you have been fantastic. You've taught me so much about school system and, and kids and, and how to do what we do every day. And, um, everything I put on that is, it was a joke, but it is a hundred percent true, man. Um, you I appreciate are, that. Absolutely. You are um, an absolute stud. And um, for for the kids you teach, uh, for the kids that you don't teach and you're around, and for the whole department, um, you're you're an absolute, absolute stud, bro. So kudos to you. I appreciate that, man. Absolutely. Oh, man. Well, I'll, I'll go I'll go real quick. I'll make this about two minutes. Um, and make I, it and four. I think... Make it four. We're good, man. Make it four. They'll listen. Oh, well. They'll listen. Well, as I said, I mean, we'll definitely go more more in depth um, on a later podcast. And, you know, for a lot of kids, you know, education is a potential career choice. So I think it is something we should focus on later. But I got my bullets here. Um, I started thinking about teaching when I was at Tahoma Senior High School in Maple Valley, Washington. Um, I took a careers in education class with Miss Hansen, Erica Hansen. Um, she is now a principal out there. She just phenomenal teacher. Built so many great relationships with the kids there. Love it. Um, so I was able to go into some elementary and middle schools out there. Got me thinking about it. Can, well, hold on. Can I so, ask you a question first? Yeah. What What were you, what was like going into high school, the middle, the mm-hmm. eighth grade, ninth grade? Because that's when you start really kind of think a little bit like, all right, this is what I'm, I want to do. This is what mm-hmm. I, this is my goal. Like, what were you before you were like, hey, I'm going to go hang out at Somerville High School in this bed department all day? Like what, like what was the dream? What was, what was Drewster's dream? There were a few. Um, I, a more attainable goal would have been sports journalist, which I did become a sports editor at Green River Community College. You also um, had – I'm going to name drop. I'm going to drop this real quick, guys. I did do it. I know you're going to talk about it. Okay, keep going. Keep uh, going. Keep going. Sorry. I, I had dreams of pursuing music. And we have a clip, guys. And Ugh. and it may be in this podcast, or we may wait. So you may need to listen to the end to hear what was yeah. your what was your stage name. Um. So so it was originally Aho, short for Andrew Honey, not to get it twisted with something else. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then when I turned, I believe I was twenty one. I was at Coastal at this point. You know, on the first day of class, teachers always ask, "Oh, if you go by a different name, let us know." And I'm like, at 21, I'm going to redefine myself. There it so is. They call Andrew Honey. And I'm like, actually, my name is Drew. <laughs> so Aho, Aho turned switch. to Deho. Aho turned to Deho. Um, I, I will put out this. Yes, I was a SoundCloud rapper. I did not have many songs. 
But I will also say I was very aware that I was raised in an upper middle class suburban household. I had a very poppy style to me. I'm someone who strives to have a family, to have the white picket fence. So, you know, I had those poppy little lovey rap songs. Um, is, is it true romantic? So, listen, what we're going to do, guys, is we're going we're gonna to put out, we're, we're going to save the clip. It might be, a clip might be on this one, but we're going to let Drewster go back in his archives. He's going to mm-hmm. pick his favorite song. Now, Wiz over here has one song on YouTube, okay? Now, I have one, one verse on a song with Dutter, all right? And at the real da da. Every time you say that, you have to do that. But um, <laughs> I'm telling you, we're gonna we're gonna put them out, and we're gonna have a nationwide vote, and we're gonna see who's who, who has the better song. I, I will say that my song will be a single verse because I, I was part of a duo. I've already heard um, yours, so and yours is definitely way better than mine. But that, that, that's still that's good. my that's my vote. That's my vote. Um, but yeah, you know, moving forward, I was at Eastern Washington University. I took it. I planned on being an English teacher originally. I, I'll be honest, guys. I settled for education. Um, not that I thought it was a bad career choice. I did not. But it came time to pick a major. I didn't know what else to do. And education, I feel like that does become it. You know that to some people. It's it's one of those routes that like we see so many people. You know that we went to middle and high school with, and and years later, dear God, you're a teacher. Yeah. And they turn out to be some of the greatest teachers. Shout out to so Shane I mean, no Hatcher. By that. Shout out to <laughs> Shane Hatcher, um, who was my senior year head baseball coach in high school. And when I got the job at Stanley, he was like, Helsebeck said, Coach, get out of here, man. So, <laughs> hey, Coach Hatcher, kiss it. Man. But yeah, Iwu, I, I, I took a disability studies class with a buddy of mine um, simply because it, it fulfilled a credit. And I wanted to take a class with one of my boys. Um, it was a three-hour class twice a week, which that's torture in college. Oh, absolutely. And it was, and it was like three to six um, later in the day, just awful. I found myself in this class, you know, wishing that it was five days a week, um, interacting with people with disabilities, finding my comfort. And, you know, in a class of 50, 60 kids, I was one of maybe three that could just have regular conversations with these people. And that's when I knew this might be my niche. Um, I went to Coastal Carolina. I was in the special ed program and that didn't really, you know, I didn't follow that script completely. Um, Horry County schools, they scared me a little bit. I walked into those schools and it wasn't the kids, the teachers point blank told me, go ahead and find another profession because you don't want to do this. Don't get me started on region five, bro. Yeah. But yeah, I, I changed my degree, interdisciplinary studies with a concentration in LD. I was an ABA therapist. Um, that led me to getting into the PACE program. And, you know, here I am now, five years into my teaching career, right where I belong. Um, and the first year working on my master's to hopefully become an admin to, you know, become a larger voice for that community. Um, you know, it's something that I say I settled for but I cannot imagine doing anything else. I think it's why God put me on this great earth. And that's the short version of my story. Well, I'm going to tell you this, man. I, 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 it came to be known for me last week about some of the things that you actually deal with on a daily basis that I did not know you did. Um, Cause mm-hmm. obviously we're not in the same room 
And I'm going to go and tell you, man, you do a lot of stuff that I, I don't think I'd be able to do. And, and that is just an absolute um, great trait to have because, um, you know, being, being in this role is, has definitely taught me patience, has taught me uh, humility, has mm. taught me many um, cool words um, that I could say. But, um, you know, some of the things you do, I, I just don't know if I'd be able to bring myself to do those. And um, at the end of the day, those parents are sending their kids off to school and I'm going to tell you, there's not a better guy I would send my child off school with, be with you, man. So, I mean, you – I appreciate that. Fantastic, bro. Just fantastic. Like I said, I mean, you know, I've never um, – never never really – I was always, you know, big in the Special Olympics. It's, it's crazy how life works. I was big in the Special Olympics growing up. I always, always like, uh, volunteered my time, did that. I had a lady my mom worked with that had a t-shirt business on the side. She would always go to Special Olympics events and let me come with her uh, when I was 13, 14, 15. Uh, when I was 15, 16, 17, every Wednesday night, me and, uh, oh, man, old shout-out, me and old Corey Snyder uh, back in the trade, we would go over to a horse farm. We'd clean out the stalls, uh, and then we would go and uh, um, help, help the special needs kids um, ride horses for an hour. And, uh, um, awesome. yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny how like it kind of, and then I get remarried and my, my niece is special needs and has Gervais syndrome, shout out to the Gervais, uh, Gervais syndrome foundation. Um, you know, so it's crazy how life works, man. You know, you're always searching and like you were talking about the kids that listened earlier about a college town. I think one thing I could say back to those, the young guys that listen to this as well is that you can always be be pushing and, and trying for what you want. But even when you feel like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing here, man? It's where God wants you. It's where God wants you and where you're supposed to be. And, um, it's, it's just, uh, it's crazy how life works, man. It's, 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 yeah. it's a blessing. It's great. Yeah. We, you don't pick your destiny. It picks you a hundred percent. Hey, and in my final thought, it's life is an echo. We get what we give. I like that. And it kind of ties it all together. It does, man. Life is an echo. We get what we give. It's, it's mm. a beautiful thing, man. Like, literally, I'm the podcast guy that could talk for four hours, if you guys Oh, yeah. So here's what I want you guys to do before Drewster goes into his final thoughts and before I cut it off and say, keep it cute or get cut, and we click the yeah. end button. But, you can't forget our ants, though. You can't forget our ants. 100%. So here's what I want you guys to do. You guys that listen, JJ, Shep, B, K, Macy, uh, Deb, she ain't listening yet probably, my 74-year-old friend, <laughs> all right, Miss Frosty, we got Miss Frosty listening. Oh, yeah. Right. But no, all you people that are listening to this, Jake, bro, Jake, Kate, Runs, Frito, Castle, Jewel, and Mom. Mom listens. Mom, Mama Honey. When y'all, when y'all listen, when y'all listen, y'all need to tell. If you're at the barber shop, if you're Jake, if you're in a store, Castle, you're up there in a in a in a, in a batting cage somewhere in Connecticut, bro. Like, hey, have you got? What, what are you guys doing tomorrow? I don't know. What do you mean? Hey, what you should do is listen to the latest version of the Silly Podcast. Oh yeah! Spread the Shameless word, plug. guys. Spread the word, like literally. Spread it, man. Like, look, 
here's 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 the main deal. All right, whatever money we make from this, okay. Now, if we make like a hundred and eighty grand, we're, we're going to keep it, keep it change, keep a little bit, right? No, uh, I will pay off my student loans. There you go. <laughs> but but I'm saying, like any money, we're going to do something good with it. Just like the money from the Forgotten Eagles podcast, I can't wait for next uh, for the end of the baseball season this year, and with the Uwari Wildcats or Wampus Cats. Um, we're, we're going to have a, a Forgotten Eagles night. We're going to go out there. We're going to give a scholarship, no matter how big or how small, to a kid that's going to play baseball from Stanley County. We're going to do that's something awesome. good with this money. We're going to do something good with the special education department at Somerville mm-hmm. High School with this money that is made from this podcast and, and, and hopefully go beyond that, right? So at the end of the day, guys, just tell tell your friends, like, hey, look, just go click here, listen, subscribe, and then click play, listen to it, and we're good to go. We're good to go. Exactly. So. <sighs> All right, my final thought. My final thought. So, so like you mentioned, you know, this specifically, you know, I, I had a little, a little chat with Braden earlier. Um. You know, Braden had surgery. It was nine months ago, correct? Right at nine months ago. I had labrum surgery, April 11th. Yeah. Phenomenal baseball player. Um, but, you know, it's tough to come back from any operation, any injury. And, you know, you know, just the short version, he's just he's trying to figure it out. And he's going to figure it out. Whether he believes that or not, he will. Right. Um, but, B, I saw this this quote and I thought of you. And this is to you and to anyone else who's struggling in baseball or otherwise. Um, there's times that I could really use this quote, but um, it is from the legendary bullet Bob Feller. Every day is a new opportunity. You can build on yesterday's success or put its failures behind and start over again. That's the way life is with a new game every day. And that's the way baseball is. Guys, life is baseball. Just... Just keep trucking. We can't go back. Don't harp on. Don't harp on the negative. Just get better. Um, you know, I, I apply it to my kids all the time in the classroom. We don't strive for perfection. We strive for for progress. B, you're going to find that progress. Anyone out there who's struggling with anything in life, you're going to find that progress. I'm going to find that progress. Wiz, you're going to find that progress. Guys, just keep fighting. My still ain't for the day is I, I still ain't sold out. I know that's shocking. But for whatever reason, I'm going to add on to it tonight. And I'm going to take Dalton and Drews, Drewsters and Daltons. I still ain't satisfied. There's so much more movement to be made. We're coming into... Uh, 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 the season of of change where the leaves uh, I know I sound like a stoner here but I'm not the le- the leaves will grow back and they'll be green everywhere mm-hmm. and the weather will be better and um, I, I, I still ain't satisfied because there's a lot of movement left to make here and um, and, and I still ain't got a state championship ring and we, we only got six left so let's go. That's awesome. So my still ain't. I'm changing it up this week. And guys, for the next 
how many letters are there in the alphabet? 26? 26. 26. So for the next 26 weeks, God willing, you let us get to that level in the podcast. You're going to get get my still ain't BCs. Oh, I like That's it. My still ain't BCs. So I'm going to start with A. We're going to work a different letter every week. This week, I still ain't ashamed. I was a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> I had a marriage that didn't last. It took me six and a half years to get a four-year degree. Guys, I did a lot of things that a lot of people would laugh at. But I'm living a damn good life. I've made some damn good friends. I'm working with some damn good kids in the classroom, on the baseball field. I have nothing to be ashamed of. And neither do any of you. Yep. Just going back to my quote, we're not, none of us are striving for, for perfection. We're striving for progress, guys. Keep doing it. I love it, man. Beautiful. Uh, to wrap it up, guys, um, thanks for sticking with us this long. Uh, you know, we could go three hours if we wanted to. Um, but got to send a shout out. And I know Coach will, uh, Drusha will come back here on the back end and, and give his two cents before I tell you to keep it cute or get cut. But got to send a shout out, man. God was uh, working in, in a good, in a great way uh, a couple of days ago. Joey Barton, a player at Somerville High School, got absolutely smoked in the face by 90 miles an hour plus um, while he was hitting. And um, I just saw this from his father on Facebook. Um, the doctor said today that he is heal- healing really well. However, it's 50-50 on surgery. And uh, they'll find out for sure at next week's appointment after all the swelling goes down. He doesn't even look like the same kid, man. Um, very, uh, I was in a situation, if you guys listen to the Forgotten Eagles podcast, I was in a situation as a coach. When Carlos Kelly got hit in the face with a line drive as a pitcher, um, scary, scary situation. Um, but it says no emergent damage that they're worried about, no blurry vision, no impending eye damage. And he did break his uh, orbital bone, um, but no neurological symptoms at this moment. Uh, the kid's been a rock star through this, a lot better than I would have. I, saw him. I saw him at the ball field earlier, and beautiful. he's in great spirits. I've, I've known his dad for a little while. We've coached together. Funny dude, great dude. Um, and, and to all parties involved, you know, accidents happen. You know, we're all ball players. We know things happen. Guys, just at the end of the day, a baseball team is a family. Absolutely. Just keep doing your thing. Don't be afraid to work your craft. And I will. At least. Beautiful, man. It's different down here in the Ville, ain't it? It, it really is. We we have a great program. We have a great school. Um, you know, the concern on that field from the coaches and, and the players. And, and I know a lot of those guys and, and some of the coaches did visit. Just, just a stand-up organization. If you know nothing about the Ville and you don't follow my Twitter, you're going to have to wait till the next episode, episode four, to find out uh, if Coach Tucker and the Somerville Green Wave wrestling team win the state championship. They're wrestling this Saturday for the state championship. Best of luck, guys. I can't wait. to. We might, we might drop a special pod. We might drop a, a special 10-minute pod. 
after they win the state championship. We'll get Sass mm-hmm. on real quick, and uh, and and just just hey, man, go go kick some go kick some tail Saturday. Absolutely. All right, we're we're so far in, but you know what? If you guys have listened to it this long, if you tell me one word when this podcast comes out, if you tweet us one word, if you tell Drewster in person one uh, in person one word, or you tell me in person one word, all right, I'll give you a. Uh, what are we going to give him, Drew? We got to give him something. Mm. I'm going to uh, give him. Oh, I, I'm ordering still eight podcast stickers. I got I found a deal on Instagram. So we'll, we'll give you we'll give you a free sticker for your vehicle, for your laptop, whatever it is. Um, if, and I'm looking right at it right now. Okay, random word. If you just tell me or Drewster or tweet us one word. If you stuck with us this long tonight, it is Ryobi, like a Ryobi drill. Ryobi. Some people say Ryobi, a Ryobi drill. There it is. Ryobi. You, you come up, tell us Ryobi. You got it. Free sticker. Keep it cute or get cut, guys. Keep it cute or get cut. 